On the show today, we're going to be talking about the skill set that you need as an entrepreneur, your business location, market expansion plans, and market disruption. Welcome to the RSDK Show. This is episode five and I'm Dylan Kolstadt. On this show we give you, the entrepreneur, the opportunity to ask us any questions and we will answer it to the best of our abilities. So really exciting week ahead. I've been meeting with a couple of prospective clients. I've been meeting with um, prospective strategic partners and um, in general just having a look at the London scene and, and figuring out whether there is a need for what it is that, for what we do. Um, there's nothing like being on the ground for actually determining whether the, you know you can add value here and I think that's the main thing is can you add value do people need what you sell and then make contact with them as quickly as you can question number one what do you need to study to be a successful entrepreneur so this is a tricky one if you haven't studied marketing or fine you know finance accounting that kind of thing um, I would suggest a short course on on that because it's really good to know the principles and I think that the two biggest pillars of running any successful business is marketing and accounting um, so you, you need to know about the numbers are you making money are you losing money how to manage your cash flow and secondly you need to know how to market your business how to get sales so if you've done that and you've got that behind your belt you know you can do a short course it doesn't have to be a long course it doesn't have to be complicated the other thing I would suggest is that you read copiously so this is something I've really started to implement in my life there's the the rule of five top entrepreneurs read five books a month five books so every single successful entrepreneur out there is reading books while you're sitting watching TV so um, instead of watching TV time and dedicating yourself to being on top of the latest series what I suggest you do is you pick up one of the best selling business books out there and there's so many so many you just literally have to commit to it I've joined a book club and um, what I love about this book club is you have to commit to uh, 15 pages a day so you can very quickly fall behind if you don't stay up to date so I'm reading the thoughts of very clever people so they're gonna save me a whole lot of time when it comes to setting up my business save me a whole lot of time save me a whole lot of money because I don't have to make the same mistakes that they've made and I can take all the same shortcuts that they've taken. So I've just finished Elon Musk. I'm busy with the slight edge now. I'm reading Moonshot by Johnson I. So many incredible books by so many incredible entrepreneurs, thought leaders. So I would suggest, you know, the lean startup. What I can do is write a, an article for you on potentially the top 10 books to read as a statistical entrepreneur. Alternatively, just Google it because I think that there's plenty of books out there about how to be successful and um, and the main thing that you need to focus on to save you money and to get you growing very very quickly question number two where should I open my offices should I set up in Joburg Cape Town or Durban so I just met with um, someone from the Department of Investment and Trade and um, they chatted me through what would be involved in terms of establishing an, an outpost here in London as opposed to in potentially Manchester in the north of, of, um, of the UK. So 
what we were chatting about was very pertinent to this because I think what's really important is to have a soft landing. So a soft landing means that no matter where you open your next office or your, your business, you've got connections there. You, you know somebody, you are networked there. So if you watch my very first Ask DK show, I talk about leaving corporate and one of my obsessions and something I'm constantly trying to get the answer to is when you leave corporate or you finally know something, you found your why, you figured out what it is that you do and you do it better than anybody else and you've decided to start your own thing, you know the whole industry backwards and now you, you, you leave corporate or you leave wherever you were and you start your next thing. I want you to start here, I don't want you to start at the bottom and, and you know, literally eat the brown stuff in the muddy pools at the very, very bottom. I want you to start at the top riding the waves and then going on to bigger and bigger and bigger things and catching bigger and bigger waves and being more and more successful. So my constant obsession is how do you do that as an entrepreneur? So it's really important that you have a soft landing. So how do you have a soft landing? So for me in Manchester it's really pertinent because I'm going to, I'm going to use as many resources as I possibly can to establish connections there. I'm going to physically go there, I'm going to meet people face to face because there's nothing like being on the ground and meeting people face to face for them to see who you are, what you're about and de de you know, determine whether they can trust you. Networking, 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 networking. You, people need to get who you are and they're not just going to get who you are if you go to a conference and shake a hand and give a business card. There's got to be a deeper exchange in value. So I always find the best way to do things is to run an event. You know show people who you are, get them to know your style, get them to get a sense of your authenticity um, as much as possible. Go and meet people and see if you can add value. If you can't add value, then you don't belong there. You need to figure out how, what it is that you're going to do that's going to add value to people there. What is it that you do that is needed and who needs it? And then just a matter of meeting as many people as you can and, and establishing, um, communicating to them how you're going to add value to their lives. So in terms of whether I should open in Manchester, London, Leeds or Birmingham or whether you should open in Joburg, Cape Town or Durban, it all boils down to the same thing. Do you have a market there? Do you know the market there? Are you connected there? Do you know your customers? Do you know your suppliers? And it comes back to the same thing which is research, groundwork, take it take as much time as you need to first determine the need to determine who the customers are, determine what their pain points are before you go in there. So you have to spend time immersing yourself in that market and getting a sense of the need um, and getting a sense of the uniqueness of every single industry. But the short answer is Joburg. <laughs> Just the same as the short answer here in the UK would be London. You could land in London. You're, yes, there's lots of competitors to what I do, but I will be able to find people who need me and there's a, there's a lot more money flowing around. Same as in Joburg. There's a lot more money flowing around. If you're looking to land on your feet, possibly I would say, try Joburg. There's more money there. You know, potentially my business would be 10 times bigger if I'd established in Joburg. But Cape Town, oh, Cape Town is so beautiful. Why, why would I live in Joburg when I can live in Cape Town? So for me, money isn't everything. For me, lifestyle is important. So I want to be able to live an amazing lifestyle and run an incredible business. And so I've, I've found the happy, the happy marriage of the two yeah, out of Cape Town. But it's really up to you and what your goals are, how quickly you want to achieve them, and where you, you know your quickest routes to market, how networked you are, and how well you understand the market. So take the time to do your homework. That's all I can say. Um, this is London Tech Week and I've been listening to some amazing talks by some incredible speakers and looking at all the different uh, leading technologies here from all over the world. So um, the last two questions that I'm going to roll into one is talking about market expansion and about market disruption. So 
how do you disrupt a market? That's one of the questions that you come in. Everyone's talking about how to be disruptive and how to, um, you know, to, I was at a session of a, yesterday where somebody was asking me, what's the new YouTube, what's the next Facebook? And I told that young individual if they could come up with that, then I'd quit my job and start with them. But um, basically, everyone's looking for something disruptive. So I'll give you an example. YouTube has come along and disrupted the, um, the TVs. TV is now defunct, nobody needs to watch TV anymore, television is, is dying out. Why? Because everybody watches YouTube. So it's, it's disrupted that market completely. It's made something free where it was paid for in the past. If you look at Uber, they've come along and disrupted the, the, the transport industry. You now no, no longer need to have a car, you don't need to use a taxi, because, um, and yeah, absolutely, you, don't, you, you really don't even need to own a car. Um, what I really think would have been disruptive is if Uber had taken their technology and had said to the entire world, all the app developers in the world, here's our app code base. Go and disrupt something. Go and disrupt hairdressing. Go and disrupt cleaning. Go and disrupt nanny services. And give us 1% of all the revenue that goes through the app. That for me would have been incredibly disruptive. They would have disrupted the entire world if they had taken that app and let it loose into the wild. That is true market disruption. So if you if you I come again back to what I was talking about earlier, it's about being an expert in something. If you're an expert in something, you'll know how to disrupt it. If, if you read that book um, on um, Elon Musk and how he talks about, um, how, well, if you read the book on Elon Musk and, and the author goes through all of the various industries that he's disrupted, basically what he did was he took an industry that was dusty, that was old and that everybody said could not be innovated and he absolutely turned it over on its head and he applied startup thinking to some very, very, very old, dusty uh, industries. I mean, rocket, rocket science and rocket technology is not something that um, you know, people would think that you could bring a startup into, and that's exactly what he did, uh, as well as solar. Solar was dry and dusty and gathering dust, and he came along and disrupted that, owned the mark, now he owns the, the solar you know, through his shares in, um, in his solar company, as well as obviously electric cars. So once again, we come back to, so the question was, how do I come up with the next disruptive technology? And you need to understand an industry backwards, and you need to be a subject matter expert in something interesting. And then from there, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to work out how can you apply startup thinking to this industry and make something free that is paid for. I went to a meeting last week and the first thing that came out of this prospective investor's mouth talking to one of my prospective clients was that they wanted to know about monetization. You know, the most important thing out there is monetization. How are we gonna make money? And I completely disagree with them. It's not about monetization, it's about traction. And that's why Silicon Valley is different because the investors in Silicon Valley expect you to get traction. That's all that they want. They want millions of users every day logging in and using your app. And then we can talk about monetization. We'll work out monetization once you've got market share. And um, so I think if you're partnered with somebody who's, who's driving you to make money, then you're not partnered in the long term. You're not going to you're not going to be able to be disruptive because disruptiveness sometimes does not make money. Um, because disruption is mostly taking a paid industry and making it free. So yeah, so if we go back to the other question about market expansion and we looked at um, market disruption, I think, uh, I think I've kind of covered all those questions, I've kind of rolled them all into one. But 
Yeah, I think I hope I answered your question. Thank you so much for dialing into the Dylan Colstead Show. This is London Tech Week. I've had an incredible week here in London. Still two more days to go for me. Following up on some clients, doing some amazing things, traveling all around. Hustle, 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 push, push, push. That's what I keep saying. Walk and push. As entrepreneurs, if you're sitting on your bum, you're not making money. You've got to be out there. You've got to be networking. I uh, met some incredible people. you just got to be bold. you just got to be brave. You've got to just talk to the person next to you. It's been amazing. Everybody that I've spoken to has been interesting. And I've been just handing out cards saying, please call me. Give me your card. Please can I call you? Because I see opportunities to collaborate. And remember, it's not only always about sell, sell, sell. It's also about just... Can I hook you up with this person? Can I hook you up with this person? I happen to know somebody who is looking for your services. Can I connect you? Be that super connector. Give things away for free and you'll find that it comes back to you. Thank you so much, everybody. Here's to an amazing week and I'll chat to you next week. Bye-bye. And don't forget, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Bye.